Today, we're going to talk about the importance of mentorship. And by the way, almost everyone I've ever had on my show, which are top 1% producers, have all had mentors. Let's talk about it today. Stay tuned. This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by Real Geeks. How many homes are you going to sell this year? Do you have the right tools? Is your website turning soft leads into interested buyers? Are you spending money on leads that aren't converting? Well, Real Geeks is your solution. Find out why agents across the country choose Real Geeks as their technology partner. Real Geeks was created by an agent for agents. They pride themselves on delivering a sales and marketing solution so that you can easily generate more business. Their agent websites are fast and built for lead conversion with a smooth search experience for your visitors. Real Geeks also includes an easy-to-use agent CRM, so once a lead signs up on your website, you can track their interest and have great follow-up conversations. Real Geeks is loaded with a ton of marketing tools to nurture your leads and increase brand awareness. Visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod and find out why realtors come to Real Geeks to generate more business. Again, visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod. And now, on to our show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I'm your guide and host through the show. And in just a moment, we're going to be speaking with top producer and also software developer, Caroline Hobbs. This is a really cool one. You're going to want to listen to all of it because there's lots of great stuff here. Anyway, before we get to Caroline, one thing that you can do to help our show out, two things actually, is leave us a review. So you might be listening to us on uh, you know, Apple Podcasts or any other podcast app. Please let us know what you think of the show, helps us improve, and obviously meet your needs more effectively. And please also tell a friend about the show. Think of just one other agent that could benefit from hearing from top producers like Caroline and let them know about the show. We appreciate it. All right, guys, let's get to the main event, my conversation with Caroline Hobbs. Today on the show, our guest is Caroline Hobbs. She is a broker and owner of Reward Realty in San Jose, California, which is the heart of Silicon Valley. Let me tell you more about Caroline. Now, Caroline, if, if there's anyone who understands the stress of uprooting one's life and finding the best place to raise a family, it's Caroline. She's the now mother of two's career kicked off with Keller Williams in Palo Alto, where she learned everything that she knows from some of the world's leading agents. Some of them have even been on our show. Using her knowledge and intrinsic passion for helping clients achieve their goals, Caroline built Reward Realty from the ground up. As the team lead and head broker, Caroline uh, spends her days turning mundane listings into irresistible opportunities for local home buyers and investors. When you work with Caroline, you can be rest assured that you'll feel heard, supported, and respected by somebody with decades of experience. Now, to learn more about Caroline's uh, uh, brokerage, please visit rewardrealty.org. Again, rewardrealty.org. We will have a link to that in the show notes. And she is currently working on a new tech product specifically for realtors. We're going to be talking about that uh, at some point in the show today as well. And we'll give you some information on how to learn more there. Caroline, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. 
I am so excited to chat with you and I don't get a chance to talk to as many broker owners as I would like. So this is kind of a treat for me because you really are wearing a lot of hats. Uh, Not only are you running your brokerage and your own personal business within the brokerage, and managing agents and and doing all of the all of the hats that owners do uh, that wear, uh, and also working on a tech product at the same time. So I'm excited to talk about that. Um, but um, well, I always like to start off the show learning more about our guests. So tell us how you got into real estate. So I'm actually a third generation real estate professional. My grandfather was a contractor who had his real estate license. My mother has been in the lending industry for over 40 years and is just getting ready to retire. And so um, while I was in college, I was introduced um, to a real estate agent who was number one in Keller Williams internationally and started working for her as her open house host and assistant. Yeah. What's it like to work for the number one? I I just recently had the number one Remax agent who happens also in the world, who happens to be in California, not not in your neck of the woods down in um, down in Los Angeles. But uh, it was interesting talking to like the number one person in the world and really hearing uh, how somebody at the very tippy top of the mountain does it, not just the people who are just slightly underneath them who are also superstars, but the person yeah. at the very top. You got you got that experience. So tell us about what you learned from working with some, I mean, what a, what a gift that is, I imagine. A hundred percent. I honestly, I don't think I would have figured out my strengths as an agent, um, even in tech, without my start. Um, working with that agent I had open houses to host and get face-to-face connections with clients very, very early, like before I was licensed. So from the get-go, she used to joke that I've hosted more open houses than anybody else in Silicon Valley because I hosted them every single weekend for years. Um, So learning how to convert clients, talk to them, understand their concerns, hear them out, that was all super invaluable. But in all honesty, for running a business, I think I learned a lot because this agent had not only her real estate license, but she also had an MBA and was a uh, certified accountant. So she she was like the ultimate business person. So I like to say I stole all the knowledge that I could. I worked with her for six and a half years and um, got to see the ins and outs of how she runs her business. how she conducts it, how she talks to clients, how she closes the deal. But even more so, I was in charge of running her database, which Mm. this is in 2008, 2007. She had over 10,000 people in her database. Amazing. So this is way before most people even had a database. Most people were working off of, you know, a notepad, maybe an Excel sheet if you were advanced. (laughs) And and we should also mention that this is right at the most challenging time to be a real estate agent. This is when the market crashed. We had all of those subprime loans where it really brought the housing market down. By the way, that is not happening now. Thank goodness. Um, mm-hmm. But um, you were you were getting, you know, doing this in a very difficult time. Absolutely. Um, also with the area that we were selling in, um, our office, uh, we were with Keller Williams and our office was in downtown Palo Alto, which is actually the number one office in the country as well. Um, a lot of times it's just because of the price points that we're at, um, you know, they're at a much higher level. Most people need to sell five, 10, 20 houses 
to equate the same kind of price range. Um, but just being surrounded by those agents who are really a lot more business minded than I find a lot of realtors to be um, was really inspiring. The other person that was at the office at the same time with me, a well-known agent who started his own brokerage called Daily Own Realty. Um, you know, back when we were at Keller Williams together, he sold the most expensive home in America, which was over in Woodside for about $100 million. Um, and he took that and reinvested it back into himself, starting his company. So I like to think that I kind of learned from those around me. And that's the path I ended up choosing as well. Um, it's really, it's really, again, such a gift. It's a good reminder to our audience that if you currently don't have a mentor or you don't have open houses to sit on weekends, beg anyone in your office as much as you can to go ahead and, and sit those open houses. You're doing the seller a favor and clearly you're doing yourself a favor by not only learning how to talk about real estate to people that walk in off the street, but also possibly get some leads as well and hopefully you know show those people other homes to buy. So this, I, I cannot encourage people to do this uh, more. I, I think it's it's so critical and everyone who's listening probably already knows, yeah, I'm, I know I'm supposed to you know, sit open houses, but ev I, I can't think of an example. We've done about 500 episodes. I'm sure there's one person that never sat in open house out of 500, <laughs> but that's about it. Yeah. So, and I only talk to the top, top agents in the country. So, and the very top agent at Keller Williams was like, oh yeah, by the way, sit open houses. So yeah, um, yeah. so even if you read Gary Keller's book, it'll tell you to sit open houses. Uh, so anyway, that that is a, just a good quick reminder. So when did you decide to sort of break off? So you learned all this great information from your mentor and, mm -hmm. and got to really see a lot of high-end uh, sort of transactions and sort of the white glove approach, which is absolutely needed for, you know, those kind of transactions. And you were able to, to take that, synthesize what you learn and then build your own brokerage. Tell us about that. Yeah. So um, my adventure with Reward Realty started about 10 years ago. Um, April was our 10 year anniversary of being in business. So I started this in 2013. Um, and my goal was, I at the time, there was really, really high splits with the, off, the major players. And as a newer agent at the time, well, not new, but like I was a young agent, so <laughs> um, I didn't have a whole lot of resources. Uh, a lot of sweat equity went into it, but um, I wanted to create a place where agents could come, they could keep more of their commission, they could have access to the best tools um, and really find themselves like a home. Um, I very much am very involved with all of my agents at my brokerage. Um, today, as we're recording this, this is Wednesday. We call it party day in our office. <laughs> so we have our local broker tour that we go on. Um, we all go to the meeting together. I actually sit on the board for our uh, real estate association. Um, and we come back to the office. I have my agents in the other room right now kicking off the 100 days to 100k with tom ferry um, love it all the printed out books ready to go for them so they're listening to that while we record this right now um but we also we do lunch we have we invite lenders and uh we role play so really trying to um you know hone those skills make sure that my 
every agent at our office is a beacon of information for all of their uh, clients. You know, it's so funny because you say that, you know, this idea of having this once a week um, sort of tour, you know, you call it part, party day mm-hmm. and you get to go out and, and see some listings. You, you get uh, everyone gets the experience of walking through. There's information that's being shared. Uh, and then you come back and digest it all and then actually do some additional work with the Tom Ferry program as well as role playing, which is, I, I think, one of the most invaluable uh, exercises, of course. This is awesome. I, I, I'm thinking here, we're in Chicago. There are mm-hmm. hundreds of brokerages here. I am sure that maybe one of them does that. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just yeah. guessing. I don't know of any personally that do that weekly. Again, I, I'm sure there are, and I'll probably get some emails from people afterwards saying, uh, yeah, we do this. But it is very rare. And so I will I will really honor you for that. And for by the way, I always forget to say this until the end. If anyone is in the San Jose area and would like that sort of experience as they're growing their business to learn from somebody who learned from the very best uh, and also who practices it every single week and literally teaches you and shows you how to do that, check out Reward Realty. Again, it's rewardrealty.org. And by the way, no franchise fees. So how exciting is that? So yes. you don't have to pay that like mysterious 5% to you know the mothership because there is no mothership. It's just Caroline and her team. Um, exactly. So that's awesome. I, I, love, I love this idea of really building the skills of your agents, which is, uh, I think- I've I've seen a trend. I'm curious to get your take on this. I've seen a trend where managing brokers, people who who are in charge of all of the agents, you're I'm assuming you're the managing broker as well. I am. That yeah. So you have you wear a lot of different hats. Um, <laughs> and uh, what what I've seen over in the last probably ten years is this trend of the managing brokers are now being um, asked to do more recruiting because it's getting more competitive. People are moving around a bit and especially now, and they're not, they don't have as much time to train. And so I think a lot of the training initiatives are being pushed off to teams, which I guess sort of makes sense in, in a way, but I like the idea of joining a brokerage who actually the the brokerage itself has amazing training. So I'm, I applaud you for continuing to, to support your agents in that way. Um, Let's talk about let's talk about your your other venture because you yeah. were a little bit dissatisfied with uh, database stuff. You you wanted to to do more. You're, you're right in the part of the country that loves tech and and all of our tech um, you know sort of breakthroughs come from your part of the country. So tell us a little bit about what you're working on. This is actually really cool. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, we are essentially tying together some of the leading platforms, Follow Up Boss and Open to Close, and building our own customized client portal, which will be client facing. Um, so, between the Follow Up Boss and the Open to Close, we've actually created full cross functional um, usage of it. So, currently they'll link during Zapier, but we have a much more robust way of doing this, um, essentially allowing agents to solely work out a Follow Up Boss admins and transaction coordinators to solely work out of open to close and have everything sync all of the information showing up in the client portal to be accessible to your clients um, and also be able to invite agents from the other side of the transaction to access the documents and things like that. So we can do an AI transaction management, kind of scanning the documents, uh, reducing risk by 
by making sure that there's not any kind of missing signatures, missing, you know, questions skipped, anything like that. And um, really having everybody work together to get that file completed without a whole lot of uh, trouble going back and forth. So let me see if I understand, because I think I do, although mm-hmm. I am I am a little bit under the weather, so I may just be uh, fa- <laughs> making this up in my head and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. I think I understand. So the problem you're solving is, hey, clients oftentimes don't really know where they are in, the, in, a, in a transaction. There's no real portal for a client to go in and say, oh, this is exactly where we are currently. They're waiting for communication from their broker, their agent, um, and maybe their agent's good at doing that, maybe they aren't, but there isn't a place where they can just go and see a snapshot of here's everything that's currently going on. So you built that solution. It, it, It was really actually, I don't know that that solution, does that solution exist before yours? Because no, she's shaking her head, no. Nope. I, I that is a brilliant idea because I, I was thinking about this. I, I bought a place a, f- a few years ago and I hadn't bought a place in a long time. So I sort of yeah. forgot the process. And um, now with like, you know, getting a loan and, and dealing with all the lender stuff, it was all that way. It was all online. They would, they would ping me. Um, I need this, 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 but it was all through a portal. It made perfect sense. And then mm-hmm. I could see the status of it as well as the updates as they rolled in. I love that you're doing this. This is really, really smart. So it's a client-centric approach to really keep them in the loop and then also utilize existing systems that agents are already enjoying. Um, Yes. So that is definitely a major portion of it is I felt like there was always a client version or like a client-facing part of this that was missing. Also, um, another thing that inspired me to do this, especially on the listing side, is a lot of times when homes are sitting on the market for a little while and not moving, they want to see like a whole track list of what you've done to market their home. So this allows you to make those notes um, in their follow-up boss and have them sync directly into the client portal where they can see every single action that you're taking at each step. But furthermore, and I think this is where agents will be a little bit more interested, is that all of your follow-ups, all of those special touches, whether it's gifting, marketing, all of that is going is um, a custom build out that we do for you in your follow up boss account and in your open to close account. So let's say that a new company starts up for home valuations and they have an opening API and you want to incorporate it into your account and you're a client of ours. You'll tell us, open your account, we'll set it up for you. We'll help, um, you know, test it out to make sure that we're using it at the highest and best level and help you get um, all of the automations set up. So that way it is just incorporated. You're not going to another place to go make a change, another place to go send out postcards, another place to go, you know, create your commissions or anything like that. So, so there's really there's really two components here. There's the client the client facing side, which is going to give them updates. They can see your activity. They can stay in the loop and get notified when there's when there's new activity. Then on the other side, there's the the um, the agent facing side, which exactly. is going to link up with many different tools all in one, so that you're not logging in and out of all these different systems. And I don't think anyone's built that. Either I guess Salesforce would be the closest thing to that, but it's Salesforce is a giant, massive uh, tool that isn't specifically real estate focused. So you're basically taking existing tools and really uh, hyper-focusing them to the real estate agent experience. Yeah. If you can imagine a tool that um, combines like Disclosure.io 
but for both sides of the transaction and compresses all of those files together for the most complete ones and marking what's missing, that's kind of, that's the workflow that we're, we're building towards. Awesome. When do you anticipate, um, is, is it in beta testing now or how, or is it ready for, for It's release? in development. Um, we have partnered with Bara Agency, which is the number one real estate development company. Um, they are our CTOs. Um, for this. We have Evolve, who is helping us with our onboarding. Jackie is a superstar and well-known um, among a lot of the execs in real, in real estate technology companies. Um, and then, you know, so we we really have partnered with some of the best of the best. We have regular meetings with Open, Close, and Follow-Up Boss to make sure we're all building alongside one another um, to really create a super system. And uh, I think a lot of our vendors, um, are really seeing the value in what we're doing, um, being able to extend their client life cycles because they're actually utilizing the tools that they're paying for. Right. And, and it, the reality of it is, and we all know this who are practicing realtors, is there's just too much to do in any given day to really manage your entire business as an individual. It, it's just too much. It yeah. really is. And so you need to leverage tools. And the problem with CRMs is, I mean, certain CRMs are, are wonderful, but you, you really have to, in, in, this is the era of integration. So we're going to start to see tools combining. Um, Lone Wolf is doing this a lot. If people are following Lone Wolf, they're purchasing lots of uh, little tech companies and, and trying to create some sort of ecosphere to sort of suck you in. Caroline is doing the same thing and she's she's doing it with some of the biggest players in the space. So because it's not, it's still in development, you guys are working on it now. If somebody wants to sort of be uh, informed of, of the updates and, and, you know, once it's ready, where should they, should I, should they go to rewardrealty.org, send you an email just to put it on a list? That would be fine. Or use the link below to just go ahead and book a 30 minute consultation with me. Um, we are getting ready to start onboarding people onto our open to close and follow up boss, um, built out system. Um, so basically all the action plans, all the touch points, all of that gets customized to the user. Um, all the verbiage, we give you video scripts to go and record to put into your transaction emails um, as far as updates go. And then those will sync to the client portal. We are expecting to, we're not expecting, we're hoping <laughs> to finish uh, the client portal by end of Q1 in 2024. So um, for anybody that is already on our platforms, they will automatically get, you know, first dibs and likely some beta testing on it. Um, and then we will be selling it as a part of the tech stack that we've developed, as well as an individual product that people can access and use on their own transactions. I love it. So stay tuned, but get on the mailing list. So uh, we are, I forgot, Caroline uh, mentioned there is a link. So if you're a brokerage, if you're a team, if you're an individual that has many systems you want to integrate, um, you can schedule in the description below. You'll see a link to schedule time with Caroline and her team to learn more. Also, you can also go to rewardrealty.org and shoot her a message. I want to talk a little bit about the state of the market. Because, of course, this is a different year than last year. We have uh, our interest rates are different. Our uh, inventory you know, demand is different. And, and I don't know what it's like in, in the San Jose area, but I suspect it's, it's similar to what we're experiencing in other parts of the country. So 
it, it, basically what I'm saying is the vast majority of agents I talk to, their business is down. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, I run into somebody who's crushing it, but that's an anomaly. Uh, it's not as common as, as anyone would like. So how are you keeping your agents motivated? Obviously, I love the party Wednesday idea of going out and, and doing skill building. Um, mm-hmm. What else are you telling your agents to do right now to help you know keep their business rolling? Um, we do a number of things. So we do a lot of online marketing. Uh, so we do have new leads that come in every single day, um, through several different programs. Um, in addition to that, I do have all of my buyer's agents, um, cause I do run a small team within the brokerage as well. Um, they host all of my open houses. Um, I have built up a pretty strong stream of listings, um, and reputation in the area. So, um, Fortunately, we've been able to keep business coming in and, and, you know, focusing on that way. But really, we're leveraging our systems to help differentiate ourselves, be the first to contact. Um, And then with the role play, making sure that we make every single conversation count. You know, it's fine in a busy market when you've got 100 leads coming in a day um, to, you know, mess up on a couple. But this is the role play and we want to capitalize on every single opportunity. And so we want to make sure that our agents are ready to go. Um, the second opportunity arises and that they're able to have that persuasive conversation and help their clients understand, um, what a good time it actually is to purchase. Yeah. And, and let's, let's talk about rates. So interest rates are higher than, mm-hmm. uh, than anyone would prefer currently, although historically not that high, but it feels high, I think yeah. now, even though it, it, it's, you know, it doesn't it really, if you look at the numbers, I don't think it's, it's too awful. Just it's awful in comparison to 3%, which, you know, was an anomaly as well a couple of years ago. So, but, but it is a, an interesting conversation because I think I have, uh, some friends that are lenders that I'm probably I'm getting the statistic wrong, but it's something like 85% of U.S. homeowners have less than a 4% mortgage. So we, we've, I don't know, really created a challenge for realtors now to, unless you have to move, it's tough to ask somebody to give up their 3% rate for possibly um, you know, a 7% rate. So are you, so, are you coaching your agents on how to handle that particular conversation? And what, what would you recommend in, in those cases? So there's a few different things. Um, regarding the market here in Silicon Valley, um, we're seeing a lot of cash offers come through. And I realize that it's just because we get a lot of money from investors and we've got engineers with RSU money and things like that. But um, what that indicates to me is there is blood in the water. And if you've been in real estate long enough, you know that home prices and interest rates have an inverse relationship. So what some of our partner lenders have been doing is they have programs where if you purchase now, they, in six months, they'll refinance you for free. No cost at all. Very cool. Um, So I think that helps the conversation, but there's always going to be a reason to I think that this reaction to the interest rates is a little bit of a generational thing. Um, It's less so with the move down clients, which is a lot of the people that we've served this year. Um, I think younger buyers in their 30s, um, which is a majority of people buying and selling right now, is people starting to have families and moving up in their careers and starting to move into a home that they might stay in for a little bit longer. Um, They're not going to stay in a townhouse 
because that's what they could afford when they're 28, 30 years old and when they have two kids and need a backyard, no matter what their interest rate is. Right. Now, will they hold on to it as an investment property and turn it into an investment property? That's not a bad idea. But um, I kind of stand by the fact that there's always going to be a reason to buy and sell. And in California, we are seeing a lot of people, um, again, not as interested about the interest rates, but like acknowledging that the cost of living is so high here and moving out of state. Yeah, that makes sense. And you said something very powerful about the good thing to remember. I sort of had forgotten this, that interest rates and home price is they have like a negative correlation, like mm-hmm. as one, one goes up, the other goes down. So that, that is a conversation to have with, with buyers right now and sellers to Absolutely. say, Hey, yeah, you know, and there's all their other options too, with mortgages, you could do buy downs. So mm-hmm. by the way, if anyone's not familiar with a buy down, listen to our, we, we do a monthly episode with Joel from guaranteed rate. And he talks a lot about buy downs. Those are very common right now to help ease some of that, you know, that a sicker shock of, of seeing the larger number on, uh, on that monthly payment. So, but there, there are solutions, but I think you brought up a really good point is let's talk about home pricing because at the end of the day, if pricing's coming down because rates are high, well, ultimately that could be a good thing for both sides, but the math needs to be there, right? So people, agents need to, I think, do a little bit more math these days than perhaps mm-hmm. they had to do before when, when rates were so low that, and, and let's also remember too, when rates were in the threes and even the twos a, a little bit, um, think about how many buyers flooded the market and how much, how people were overpaying for some of these, uh, you know, these homes. So this is a time where there's less buyers. Um, so in a way that's less competition, that's good. And now, you know, you might get a discount on the price. Well, I, I think that's very true in other markets. Here's the problem. <laughs> buyers and sellers in Silicon Valley are very spoiled. <laughs> so it's, um, I mean, can you imagine being an engineer, you make, you know, $500,000 a year, including your stock income. And somebody tells you, no, you can't have that house because somebody bid $50,000 more. Well, what does $50,000 equate to? 200 bucks a month, 300 bucks yeah. a month. Not so they're not going to go out to dinner two, two times, you know? Right. And so I think that's one of the reasons why we see our prices go up at such a rapid rate. Um, we are seeing multiple offers still. So Amazing. there's homes in San Jose, especially uh, that'll have three, four five offers after a week on the market. Um, South County, like Gilroy and Morgan Hill, those are expanding neighborhoods that um, are kind of hit or miss on the multiple offers, but we aren't really seeing as much of a dip in pricing, um, but people are a little bit more conservative. So it just, it, it makes pricing that much more important. Um, so what I always say, like, if you have tours going on for your area, put it on tour, get the feedback from other local agents and see what they think. Um, I know when we put our, I put every single listing of mine on tour, we usually have anywhere from 55 to 75 agents come through on that day. Wow. Which is amazing because you really get good feedback. Everybody in the area knows about your listing. They've walked it. And one of the things I encourage my team to do as we're doing the tours is take pictures. It's a great opportunity to make content. 
Talk about yes. what's going on in the market that week. Um, you know, people love video. So getting out in front of um, your audience and your sphere is amazing. Yeah, let's let's talk about the role of video because mm-hmm. I think, you know, agents are going on uh, tours. They're going to broker open opens. They're obviously doing showings with their clients and whatever listings they may have. So there, if you're in a home, uh, you have the opportunity to make a video, even if it's 60 seconds. Short form video, by the way, has by about a I just did a presentation on this, so I uh, depends on what stat you believe, but about a four to five times multiple, uh, or I think that's the right way to say it, four or five times more, maybe it's not a multiple, um, than even uh, image posts and short and long form video. So actually people are, I mean, we look, TikTok, this is a crazy statistic, just to show you the, the importance of, of short form video. And I know TikTok skews to a younger audience, but this is a crazy statistic. 1.67 billion users TikTok has. There's only 8.1 billion people in the world. They have <laughs> one out of every eight people going there at and 1.1 billion of the 1.67 billion go there every single month. And it's probably even more often than that. Because if you're on TikTok, you're not just going once a month. You're going every single day. Yeah. So short form video is key. And it's the easiest type of content to create because it's the shortest amount and it's what people want to see. So mm-hmm. I think there's, you're right. I think there's so much opportunity going anytime you go to a listing or any sort of property and just doing a quick little, it doesn't just have to be showing your audience that you went to the gym this morning and, and you, you know, you're committed and that's fine too, but you yeah. can create this great real estate content just simply by going to a listing and saying, Oh, look at this cool thing in this house. I want to show you. Yep. Totally. And, you know, really you should be doing that. Even when you're taking buyers out on tours, take pictures of cool things, get on front while they're upstairs looking in the master bed bathroom and just be like, Hey, when I just came by this listing, this is amazing. Come and take a look. Schedule showing with me now. <laughs> and even if you're with a client, what, here's what I would recommend. Cause obviously you want to support that client. You don't want to be doing other work while you're doing that. But if you have a few moments, just take a video of something cool in the house. Don't say anything. You can always add your your commentary in later, um, but get that video so that way the client doesn't necessarily know that you're creating content exactly. for something else. But but create like just just even if it's ten seconds, show something, and then you can always do a voiceover. It's a huge missed opportunity for agents, and then post 100%. it everywhere. Hundred percent. Let's um I want to talk to about about new agents cuz we do have a lot of new agents that listen to our show mm-hmm. and are want to hear from top producers about what they should be doing right now. Well, we already talked about open houses. That's an absolute no-brainer. Aside from open houses, how should somebody be working their sphere of influence, especially if they're new? What are the things that you would recommend to a new agent to make sure that the sphere of influence starts to now associate uh, the, the the new agent with being an agent and not, you know, the person that used to work in tech, for example, and now is doing real estate and people still think of you as the tech guy. So yeah. how do you really begin to condition the people in your life to know that now I'm the real estate person? First off, real easy. There's a lot of tools like this, like HomeBot. Um, there's a new one called Fellow, which I really like a lot and I'm going to be integrating into our systems. Um, These automated value tools, Um, get everyone you know, your whole Christmas card list, 
Get them every single person on one of these AMV tools. You will immediately be associated with good news about their house. And, you know, they'll get a monthly email with updates on their home value. And they'll know that you're the person to go and talk to about it. So- yeah, it is funny. It is funny. I was I'm sorry to interrupt. I was going to say, I love getting that Zillow email once a month. And look, don't, don't kill me, everyone. I know not everybody who listens to this loves Zillow. And I'm not, I'm not saying this is a love Zillow thing. But you know what is cool about Zillow is that little Zestimate email once a month to tell me how if my home is appreciated or depreciated, whether it's accurate or not, it's another question. But just getting that, it's kind of like getting your FICO score every month from the credit things. It's like... Uh, I, even though it doesn't really matter for me, I like knowing if my score went up or down or if my home price went up or down. And this is something that you can do to anybody, whether they're a client of yours or not. And, and odds so, are their own agent isn't doing that. Let me give you an idea to just go over the top. And for all the new agents listening, this is what you want to hear is go on to Zillow, screenshot your friend's address with their Z estimate. Perfect. I love Shoot them a text and be like, hey, Look how much your home is worth. Values are still up. People are still moving. Do you know anyone who's in the market? I love it. It's easy. It takes you three seconds. Um, and it's it's one of the things that's included in the 100K in 100 days for the Tom Ferry program is a Z estimate printout. And you can mail these to people as well. You know, circle the price. Interested in actual value? Because we all joke, you know, right. estimates are off depending on the area. Um, but now, I, I will tell you. By the way, I, I got a chance uh, to to spend some time with Zillow this year and last year. I was very fortunate to to be able to spend time with their senior leadership, and their their data engineers and their economists will tell you with with absolute uh, honesty. Um, I believe, unless they're unless they're not being honest, but I believe they're being honest that that they're within um, you know three percent, give or take, plus or minus, right? So they they will say we actually check our data and we are now so close that we're at about a three percent one way there. Now I know so everyone out there might feel differently. It's but the, really but, funny that you mentioned yeah. that. If you go onto Zillow into the agent toolkit, this is one of the things you'll see. There is a Z estimate section and they have a graph which shows exactly what you're talking about based on, I don't know, there's probably about 20 uh, cities listed. The thing about that, and some are, there are some that are are very close. Um, And I think it really just depends on the market. Like how, you know, how much is the average, um, you know, like over asking kind of price? Because really it comes down to like, how are people bidding 5,000 over? Are they bidding 200,000 over? Right. So one thing I noticed on their chart is cities like San Jose are missing. Sure. Because it's just their numbers are not going to be anywhere as close since you have more of that emotional factor that comes into play with our buyers and their pricing decisions. Yeah, that that definitely makes sense. So so the the Z estimate is is going to be, you know, contingent on the area, but the good news is it's probably better that it's off than yeah. it's you know, I, I talked to somebody at Zillow once, and this is many, many years ago when it wasn't as accurate as it is now. And mm-hmm. the guy goes, "Agents should be thanking us that it's not that accurate because <laughs> we're making we're we're making you more important." Because yes. and, and so what Caroline is saying is is actually 
absolutely a, such a great idea. Everybody in your database, especially if you're new, hey, um, I just noticed Zillow is saying your home's this, circle it. I think I can, I want to I want to double check those numbers. I want to see, would you be interested in getting a, a more accurate quote or, or a more updated quote? That is a great, who wouldn't? And it's going gonna, it's gonna to give you the opportunity to really understand home values. If you do enough of those, you know, you are just going to start start to get what's going on in your marketplace. And everybody always wants to know what their home is worth, whether they're moving or not. We all want to know what, what our possibly our largest asset for most people is the largest asset, um, what that if, if it's appreciating or depreciating. I love that idea. Well, it also creates, I think, earlier in the call, you were asking me about um, how I'm helping my newer agents stay busy. It creates conversations. So for internet leads, the average are, you know, you'll typically sell maybe 5% if you're, if you're good at converting <laughs> on a yeah. low side, it's like two to 3%. Mm-hmm. So what that tells me is that I need to have more conversations in order to produce more transactions. And sometimes you know, internet leads are not the best. So you have to go outside the box. Um, circle dialing can work with um, these Z estimates as well. Um, what What is circle dialing? Can you explain that to our audience? Yeah, circle dialing is um, choosing a farm area. A lot of people do this with postcards, um, mail marketing. Um, so circle dialing is essentially taking that um, physical mail farm that you're used to reaching out to and calling their phones. So there's uh, many different companies out there that'll give you access to the phone numbers like Red X, Vulcan 7. Um, And then there's other companies that will link in and um, you can actually do like voicemail drops. Hey, this is Caroline Hobbs, your Lantana Wisteria neighborhood realtor. Just wanted to give you a call. This home just closed escrow, and I thought you might be interested. They received multiple offers. Give me a call if you're curious and want to learn more. By the way, this, this is such a great idea. I, I got very excited. I, I <laughs> was waiting for her to finish, which is not what you're supposed to do as an interviewer because I'm so excited. This is such a brilliant <laughs> idea because think about this. You, you sell a home in a in a subdivision or a neighborhood, mm-hmm. right? And you want to you want to blanket the neighborhood by saying, "Hey, by the way, I just sold so and so's home. Would love to chat with you." That's that's challenging to do unless you're knocking door to door, and I don't even think people really appreciate that. Um, <laughs> mostly, I mean, it depends, I guess, where you live. And, Doorbell and cameras somebody... make it the worst. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true too. But if you have the fortitude to door knock, I applaud you. I just uh, I think that that's going the way of the dodo. So. Um, <laughs> One thing that you can do is start to call, but you know maybe there's a hundred homes in that subdivision, and yeah, you know that's kind of a, a lot of work to call a hundred people using something like Sly Dial, where it's going to drop right into their voicemail. You know, just say hey, you know, and you wouldn't say their first name, of course, because you would just mm-hmm. record it once. But hey, um, this home just sold down the street. Wanted to. Uh, you know, suggest, you know, exactly. We actually, Caroline said it much better than I, I won't try to do what, what she said, but yeah. it's such a brilliant idea because everybody is interested also in their neighbor's properties because that's going to affect their properties, you know, that activity. So, mm-hmm. and the other thing for open houses, you can do this with open houses too. You can start, you know, schedule an open house and then, bl- you know, blanket the neighborhood a couple 100%. days before. Yeah. Because everybody's nosy. They want to see what's inside of their neighbor's home. Well, you know, it's funny and it happens all the time. Um, I get realtors that come up or not realtors, but I get uh, neighborhood homeowners that come in and they're like, 
we just wanted to creep on the house and see what it looks like inside. We're not really in the market. We're just, you know, or it's like somebody will text me, do you know what this sold for? I, I was creeping on Zillow and I see that it's pending. Just don't know. Those are like my star people. And now they have my phone number um, from the voicemail drops and they know that I'm the person with the information about sales in the neighborhood. Absolutely. It's such a great idea. And I actually think this is a great place to wrap up because you just gave our audience a really amazing couple of suggestions for how to stay busy. I mean, guys, let's just recap some of them. Number one, if you're not doing open houses, beg beg everyone in your office who has a listing, can I please, please, please come sit in open house uh, for you Saturday, Sunday, whatever, and do as many of those as possible because not, not only will it get you familiar with talking to buyers, uh, it'll also um, possibly get you some leads as well and just a lot of experience. So that's uh, that's a no-brainer. We all know that. Now, this idea of the the Zestimate, or, or as Caroline says, the Z-estimate, um, that's, <laughs> that's too much work for me to say Z-estimate, so I'm going to say Z-estimate. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm under the weather, so I'm going to try to conserve my energy. But but anyway, her idea is an amazing one. So if you're new, everybody you know, just you know, if you and if you don't know if they own or rent, call them and say, "Hey, do you do you own your property?" I'm I'm you know I just got my license. Can I I, I want to practice on on you, and I I want to and I'm going to send you something. And you know, again, this is we want to condition these these eight, these um, your, your sphere to know that this is what you do. And by the way. It's a great experience as well to learn about pricing, learn about what Zillow uh, sends out there so that as an agent, because we know the number one place consumers are going to see the value of their home is Zillow. Like That's that's where they're going. So it's a real good idea for you to know what theirs estimate is so that they don't call you and say, just noticed my home's at like 500 grand. You know what I would do? Um, I would put everybody's address in there and I, as an agent, all my clients, everyone in my sphere so that I get alerts for their homes so that I could be the one to contact them and say, oh, I just saw Zillow updated their estimate for your home. I want to take a closer look at that myself and see if it's right. Mm-hmm. Brilliant idea. And we also talked about you know doing things with inside of neighborhoods. You can get these phone numbers, circle marketing. You can get these, these phone numbers and you can you don't have to call everyone if you don't like cold calling. Nobody likes cold calling. You could do a slide aisle, drop it in. Hey, we got an open house coming up. Or I just sold the home down the street. If you're and, and we had multiple offers and it sold for above listing. If you're interested in seeing what your home might be worth right now, give me a ring. Not are you looking to sell because they're either looking to sell or they're not. But would you be interested in finding out what your home value is worth? Who wouldn't say yes to that? And you know what? I've exactly. lived in a new development for two and a half years. And yeah, I'm in the business, but I'm not a practicing realtor. So I don't think anybody thinks of me as a realtor because I'm really not. Not one agent has ever called me to go, hey, I know you bought a couple years ago. Would you like to know what it's worth right now? Now, I know because I look at Zillow or whatever, but most of my- New construction are like my hidden- (laughs) Yes. My hidden source for uh, new seller leads. Um, You know, Most people are going to move between years two and four. In yep. a new home development, and then it starts to kind of trickle and become more random. But um, you're 100 percent right. Not even one postcard, not a That's phone wild. call, not a postcard. <laughs> it is wild. So, and we have 45,000 agents here in Chicago. Not one of them is, is doing it. So, or at least in my, in my development. So, great, uh, great stuff from Caroline. 
And by the way, guys, she has leads and that's not the reason to go to her firm because that is never a good reason to go to a firm, but <laughs> it is a nice thing that she does have leads. Now, um, so so definitely reach out if, but I think more importantly is the skill building and she actually does that every single week with her agents. She learned from the best, so why not learn from her? And she's crushing it as well. So please, everyone go visit, especially if you're in the San Jose area, rewardrealty.org. See if you might be a good fit for Caroline and her her brokerage. And for those of you that were really interested in some of the tech stuff she's doing, where she's integrating a client portal and an agent portal with all systems sort of talking to each other so that you don't have to go uh, in and out of various uh, solutions to to do your work. reach out to her as well. And there's a link in our show notes where you can schedule time to chat with her about whether this would be a good fit for your team, your brokerage, uh, or just yourself. Um, so Caroline, thank you so much for being on the show. You were amazing. Really appreciate your your insight and the advice you gave to our listeners was incredible. So we, on behalf of the listeners, I thank you for coming on the show. On behalf of Caroline and myself, we thank our listeners too. You guys are the reason we continue to do this. Please, we ask you to do just one thing, but I'm going to ask for actually two things. One, the most important thing is tell a friend. Think of one other agent that, you know, isn't maybe doing as well this year. By the way, that's just about everybody. Maybe they're a little dejected, a little down. Maybe they're not at a firm like Caroline's where they're not getting as much skill training as possible. Shoot them a link to this. It's going to give them a couple of great ideas to stay busy. Please do that for us. That'll help us get in front of more uh, more realtors. And also leave us a review that whatever app you're listening to us on, let us know what you think of the show. We appreciate that as well. Caroline, Thank you so much. You are amazing. And I'm excited to uh, hear more about the tech uh, development as it goes. And maybe we'll have you back when it launches and we'll do a demo and have some fun. So thank I'd you so that. much for being thank on you. our show. Thank and, you. Uh, and we, everyone else, we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, guys. Awesome.